0: Commanders and welcome to episode sixty nine of Lay Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic oh. communities that surrounds it. Shouting in my ear tonight, I have the man of many microphones, Grant Psycho of Walcott. Good evening. I have got the man of the quiet microphone, Mr. Colin Ford.
1: Good evening, everybody.
0: And the man who makes all the microphones worth listening to, Chris Jarvis. Hello. And I'm your host for this evening, because they're dredging the bottom of the barrel, Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss in game. Uh, Tonight we're actually going to be hanging out in open on both the Xbox One and in the PC version, outside of Station in both of them. But also squeezing into our little orange sidewinder this evening, straight from Frontier Towers in the Sol System, we have Zach Antonacci and Ed Lewis. Hello guys.
2: Hey, you're right.
0: We're great. Right. I'm going to dive straight in because you guys are on a bit of a schedule and you've got homes to go to and things like that. And we know that you're sitting there all the time in the
3: world for you guys. Uh,
0: And I've got all the time in the the world for you as well. (laughs) <laughs> I think a bit of sick just popped into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grant. Can I share? Can I share a room with at Leafcon instead? You okay. Gates
3: <laughs> I have no. I have no qualms or problems with this. We, we, yeah, we'll sort it out. I mean,
0: I mean, it, hard, yeah, it, saves, it saves us some money. You know, we can put that
3: money straight back into development. Uh,
0: we're, we're all for encouraging development of Elite Dangerous. That's right. That's
3: right. I, I oh, think right? it's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> then go way back like way
3: way way back to like a few months ago you know so In march or something like that yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> actually no november november so they met you at uh, the premiere oh yes
3: yeah and what
0: yeah. a what a what a great day that was so memorable that you forgot about it <laughs> Right, Zach, you're somebody that we haven't met, so can you Hi tell yeah. us a wee bit about yourself?
2: Oh, a bit about myself, um, okay, a bit of a, a blind datey one here, um, okay, I'm 31, <laughs> I like long walks on the beach, good sense of humour, um, uh, no, uh, what do I say, yeah, surname is Italian, as you might have uh, guessed, two kids, like gaming, been in the games industry a little while, and yeah, just enjoy games, that's all I can say.
0: Right. Have you had any experience with the Elite universe and things like that before joining
2: Frontier? Do you know what, honestly, not as much as I have as an observer being in the games industry, etc. I hadn't played Elite, mostly because I didn't have a good enough PC. And then when I joined or when I was, when I was soon to be joining Frontier, I kind of stepped up and bought a brand new PC. (laughs) So I've, I've been doing the training missions and I've been starting. And Ed actually very, very kindly was giving me some of his, his fantastic demo experience that he does at all the events, which was great. But yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly new to the Sidewinder. Sorry. He's rubbish. Yeah, the fantastic thing about it
3: is that Zach brings a lot of community experience along with him. I don't think he'll mind me listing a couple of the things that uh, you spent a lot of time with the RuneScape community, which people, some of oh, yes. you guys may be mm-hmm. familiar with. But Zach brings so much experience. He kind of what I know now about this community. Zach, Zach came in straight away day one being like right this is what we should do and i was like oh he's like straight away knows the kind of things that we need to be doing to develop and grow and strengthen our already fantastic community so uh, we're we're really in safe hands with with zach and and i say that humbly and honestly (laughs) god i played
4: the first version of runescape the 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 very first version of runescape that was a um that was in a java applet on a browser window classic and I just remember being blown, because I was learning Java at the time, and I just remember being blown away. This guy had not only got netcode working in Java, <laughs> but had actually got a game to display in the yeah, app. No. It, was, it, was it, was, it was not only, you know, it was, it was doing stuff way beyond what I thought Java was capable of. But that was a long time ago. It's very
2: true. What that
4: happened to Java
0: applets? Oh, I love them. I love Java applets. Are you missing? No, I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> down. <laughs> right. So okay, so who
2: all's in the community team now? We've got Zach, Ed, Brett I guess would be community team. Yeah, no, so so Brett has joined us um as you know, a full time member of the the community team. So it is Yeah, myself, Ed, and Brett, and we're also recruiting one more person. So um, we're recruiting a social media community manager as well, so to take the team up to four. So it is a a very serious kind of commitment in terms of, you know, adding more time, more resource to be able to do more awesome things um, and taking it from Ed, who's done a brilliant job, by the way, but taking it from one person to four people. So hopefully we can do a lot more really good stuff.
0: I was going to say, I think Ed's been doing about the job of four people, so... Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I I don't mean this in that. Yeah, I know. Obviously, I have. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, guys. <laughs> but
0: um, but like,
3: no, it's 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 a lot of work, and, and you guys are. Uh, <laughs> it's, wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. That's yes, thank you, Zach. It's wonderful work. No, it's amazing work. But it's um, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. And what what we can do with four people now is is focus focus on each element of community and make sure that we do each element to the best it possibly can be done rather than having one person running around the building trying to manage lots of different elements of it and do everything to an okay standard but just nowhere near as good as it could be or as it should be for this amazing game and and and, you know again get your sick bags ready but for this amazing community we want we want to be able to serve you guys as well as we best possibly can.
0: So, Zach, are you currently looking for people for the social media relations job, or are you, have you got somebody in mind for that already?
2: No, no, absolutely. If you look on the, the Frontier site on the jobs page, there is a, an advert live, and we are, we are absolutely looking for um, applications. So if anyone would like to apply, please do check it out, and please do submit your CV. Um, our main topic
0: of conversation is obviously our upcoming LaveCon. You guys want to tell us what you're going to be bringing
2: to the party? Yeah, Ed's going to tell you what he's bringing to the party.
0: Yo 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 yo! <laughs>
3: um, fireworks, contraband, Ooh. and some cheap whiskey. And no, um, I
0: will hold you to this, Ed.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm actually just as excited as you guys are for LaveCon, I'm sure, but also, uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So, in typical me fashion, what I'm going to say is. We can't tell you exactly what we're doing for Lavecon. How does that not surprise me? <laughs> but you'll find out soon. <laughs> That's the <authority. laughs> I think, um, I think you meant <laughs>
4: soon. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's not a proper frontier soon because we know that it will actually be
3: Saturday. it's actually <laughs> going to happen literally this weekend. Well so, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it, is, it will happen then. So we do you guys know who's have you been told who's coming along yet? We we are put, we're, of course we're doing a panel yeah. Uh, which we should be you know good 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 oh four or five minutes at least of check no i'm joking uh good at least you know i don't know we've got an hour booked out let's just see how long it lasts we'll, we'll just see what see what happens we'll play it by ear have a nice have a nice chat with you guys but uh what's the do you know who's coming have you been told yet Silence. I think, I think we,
5: no, we've got a few a few names. We know that Michael's coming. We know that Mike yeah. Evans is coming. Sandy's and coming a, And an and a sort of um, guest of the. Uh, no, what's he call it? He's not coming in an official capacity. He's just coming so that he can swear
3: at people. I think.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't Karen post a confirmed at
0: Lavecon? Post- yeah. <laughs> yes. I think so, she might have actually. Yes,
3: we do. So, so on the panel, we've got three people confirmed. Um, right. That's going to be uh, Chris Gregory, the head of art yeah. or art director. Uh, we've got um, Michael Brooks, Mike Brooks, of course. Yay. Yep. Um, he should be, should be a, an entertaining chap. <laughs> and um, Sandy or Sandro Samarco as well. Mm. Uh, no, no one from
0: the audio department. department.
3: Uh, well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be sort of comparing. Um, uh, sorry, from the audio department. Audio. Please. Oh, uh, You know how
0: a- much we like the audio and we all kind of drool over that. Yeah, around.
3: those guys are amazing as well. They
0: are. Well, you know,
3: it's not finalised completely, so what I'll do is so I'll, I'll make sure I have a check around. It is something that definitely crossed my mind and stuff when, when we were trying to put this together. It just depends on, on availability and mm-hmm. also how... You know, crazy these guys' schedules are and stuff. But <laughs> there are also some some guests, like you mentioned. I think Mike is going on his own, and but these guys are, are buying tickets. You know, they're coming along as guests because they want to support the event. Um, so they're going to be milling around, and I'm sure they'll yeah. be more than happy to talk to people. But they're not sort of there in an official capacity, as as it were. But yeah, it, you know, they're going to be there enjoying the event, and they'll um, feel free to chat to them on the floor. You know. Well, I think uh, Mike oh, said but we do uh, another couple of things. There is going to be reason for you to want to be at our panel. You will... it will be reason for you to want to attend. Let's just say you'll... you'll you, you will... You will... I'm, kidding, I'm trying to word this really carefully. Uh, you will not leave empty-handed...
4: Uh, you, people are better save something for me. I think I'm meant to be hosting a uh, talk in another room at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I think so. No, Although no, I, don't I, think know, gonna, gonna, I don't think I was looking at it and I was thinking, well, if if I'm, if I'm doing a talk <laughs> at the same time as the frontier panel, who's going to be at my talk?
3: I mean, I'm so not. So I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to just. Know. I'm going to get everyone to just chant Jarvis from the other room until yeah, you yeah, yeah, come yeah. through, just banging on the walls, Jarvis, Jarvis, <laughs> until you come through. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to start until Chris Jarvis is in the room, like a real diva.
0: Excellent. That Are, does like, that mean you're no long you're not double booked for the live, live radio panel then? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think I am. Um, there's
4: there's there's question marks all over the timetable now as a result of what oh, I said. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine.
3: <laughs> so yeah, there's. I mean, there's. there's you know, uh, we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna make it worth people's while to turn up. That's that's all I can say. I, I, I genuinely, in this case, it's uh, much like many of the, des- the decisions we make to, to, to not delay announcements, but. We, we bring forward most of our announcements, to be honest, before, <laughs> ahead of time before they should be, uh, before they're ready to be, but uh, we try to, you know, we want to create some sort of excitement, and actually it's just on Saturday, so we'll leave it, we'll leave it to the really exciting, the excitement so it can be a, a, a true surprise on Saturday when we, when we appear with whatever it is that we appear with.
0: Well, I know that some of the guys are taking their Xboxes along, so hopefully we'll be able to do some close quarter, sorry, we won't be able to do any close quarter combat championship, because that's not out yet. Yet, although that's coming sometime in July, isn't it?
3: Uh, can neither confirm nor deny today. That's not not <laughs> what we're here to talk. About. No,
0: of course not.
5: With you guys having studied the planner for Lavecon, obviously to, to work out how your weekends are going to go. What well, you know is there any particular other events that you're quite keen and excited about uh, going along to to sort of see?
3: So, I can speak for myself. Um, Zach is still hitting the ground. I don't know if you've managed to actually have a look at any of the schedule stuff. Yeah. Like.
2: No, but I mean, I, I don't want to seem rude and jump out of yours, but I, I quite like Chris's chat at the same time. No, not really. I will be obviously at that. <laughs> 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 Chris, what is your talk on? does sound pretty good. What's it on?
4: You know, I've got two. There's a... There's a panel on a woman's places in a game. I love this, I, and I'm hosting this. I mean, I'm not. I'm not actually contributing to these panels. I am. I am facilitating. And the other one is the other one that clashes with it is um, the 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 fiction writers, the novelists panel, yeah. which would be Alan, Drew, and Kate. I don't think they're going to want to be there while well,
3: the one's on. I'm not sure. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm supposed to announce this, or I'm allowed to announce this. But seeing as it's not specific to our game i'm gonna do it because it feels good to be able to say anything i want and that is that um, i think mike brooks is going to be there for that panel too oh, squeak. Oh, squeak. yeah so hopefully it doesn't clash too much because <laughs> he might not be able to do that awesome. we'll, we'll we'll work something out we'll work around we'll we'll push people around the room. so i'm really excited to play the uh, elite dangerous rpg again Because I played that at Elite Meet 2015. So I've heard that... um, I'm really sorry, but uh, his name's just skipped my mind. I'm really sorry. Dave Hughes. Yes, that's it, Dave. I've heard that he's going to be there uh, showing it off again. Hopefully, is he updated it at all since then? I'm, I'm excited to see... What, what, where they've where the project's moved on from, to be honest
5: Yeah, I think there's been a sort of minor updates And little bits and pieces And more information going into it Because I know that he's got some people Some volunteers who are going to GM for him At the event as well And right. he's had to send out some updated uh, stuff So, right. from, yeah,
3: we'll have to wait So, Lady Leandra Moss will return And a very tiny subset of people Will understand what the hell I'm talking about there. <laughs> Basically, yes. my character was Lady Leandra Moss, who was like a an aging, evil uh, slaver, and she was incredible. She wasn't evil, she was a sweet old lady. Well, that's, you know, she was very, that's that's only because she was very manipulative, so anyway, <laughs> before we get too, too involved in our RPG encounters... <laughs> <in campus. laughs> But I, other than that, like I don't know, I'm just I'm just excited to see people again. See the see the people I met at Elite Meet. See the people I met back at the premiere. Times moved on so much since the premiere, and there's going to be so many of those guys there that it'll be really interesting to meet them now that I've learned so much and moved on so much, and, and things have changed. And also, I'm really excited to introduce people to Zach as well. So. Woohoo.
0: Are you going to be taking along any of your board games again? I haven't actually thought about
3: that. Uh, maybe I will, just in case. I mean, I'm driving down anyway, so I'll shove some in the back and then uh, we'll
0: we'll see what happens. I know we've got a big board games thing going off at the same time as well. Right, okay, uh, yeah. No, I'll definitely bring some along. Yeah. And after one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is Artemis, which is basically, it's a Starship bridge simulator. I know, I, th- I think we need to, uh, I don't know, we need to try and somehow shoehorn in a, um, uh, uh, a frontier... <laughs> <laughs> team take on Artemis. I definitely think that needs to be done somehow
3: yeah definitely I'm up for that whatever whatever you want us to do you just grab us and point us in a direction and we'll do it <laughs> quote me on that one
0: <laughs> right. will you guys be staying late into the evening or are you going to have to be running off on the Saturday do you know
2: I, don't is think this is I mean, certainly don't know for everyone um, Everyone that's going, but uh, I'm not 100% sure yet, certainly. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I'm, th- I'm
3: thinking about it. I think it all just depends on I mean, how this they, is. How this they is they very do.
2: much a loaded question, because, you know,
0: in my opinion, and obviously in Grant's as well, the best event is Not Till Midnight, which would be the late night do- Dockers.
3: Oh, the Dockers? Oh. Yeah, all right, I'm staying. <laughs> 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 uh, well, are you guys there for the whole weekend? We so tell be, this, yeah. in fact, before we move on, let me, let me switch this 180 on you guys, which is what <laughs> I like to do. What are you, what, do you, what does the Lave LAV Radio have planned?
0: What do we have planned as in Lave Radio or as in the whole LaveCon thing? At, at
3: LaveCon, like with your appearance at LaveCon, do, do you have anything special that you can reveal? Well,
0: <sighs> oh, you see, it's a hard question. <laughs> no, I just, well, all the things, we're do, we're, okay, so one thing that we can definitely say, we're bringing back the return of the docking challenge. Oh, great. Um, we'll also be having a RetroLave panel, which is also going to have contain some docking challenges. So I think we're going to have to get you and you guys all up for that. Um, I think, did That's Michael on. Brooks actually won that one? Uh, won the Elite Classic one, didn't he, last year, Grant? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think he did. I think he managed to dock without splatting.
1: And no one else did, if I recall. <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ. I beg oh. it for Mister Brooks yes. failed completely to dock. Oh. It who was Steph who managed to, manage to dock. He <laughs> complete. He didn't even know what the keys were.
0: <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> right, you can take that back to him did. as well. <laughs> well, he'll have a chance to redeem himself then, maybe. But no, we've got a couple of, a couple of scenarios for people docking on the BBC version of Elite. We've got a couple of safe points where you've got to basically try to pull into the live station and see what you can do.
3: Yeah, cool. I mean, I I tried back in the day for the Elite Dangerous docking competition and yeah. uh, I didn't, didn't do too well. I didn't even manage to get on the scoreboard at all. Um, but it's been a long time since then, and now I'm a pro. So <laughs> I can't believe I'm calling myself a pro on the <laughs> internet the live. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to just beat crash. It's not going to be like a problem.
1: But would you be using these Xbox controllers or a proper controller? Uh, when you
3: say proper controller, do you mean mouse and keyboard or just classic keyboard? Or do you? No, mean we mean the full-blown hot ass. The X fifty two, <laughs> the X
1: fifty five.
3: Um, personally, my personal my, my uh, stick of choice is the X fifty two Pro. Got one of the, one of them right in front of us, right here.
0: I thought you were going to keep talking about your X fifty two there. I mean,
3: that's all I've got to say. I own. I've got one. <laughs> that's it. <Yep>. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> No, it's Terrible. great. They're really good. They're really good. I'm not, like, contractually obliged to say that, but, you know, they, they're they all right. They're a nice piece of kit.
0: Uh, How are you finding the build quality on them? Because that's the thing that's always made me antsy about it. What quality? The build quality of them. So
3: the, the Pro, I think it's nice. I, I've i never actually had a problem with the x fifty two Pro at all in terms of quality and, like, usage, and actually used it quite a lot. And I've actually never had a problem. I do know some people. I I can't pretend that I don't know he you know, but you know, I don't work with Cytek, so but I I have I have had some people, like a couple of our moderators have have gone through about twenty X fifty fives, which is madness. Um they're great they're great, you've just got to look after them. I think he's probably just throwing them around the room, that's what it is, that's the problem. You need to be a subtle pilot and take your time with your uh, take your time with your manoeuvres, you know?
0: Well, without meaning sound dubious, whenever I'm in combat, I do, I find myself holding my stick far too hard, yeah, and yeah. I just get it, I, you I know, I was trying to move this to conversation away, yes. I got <laughs> cramped in my hand,
1: it was not oh, fun, oh no, no, not
0: getting any better, it's not,
1: no, good. it's not,
4: well all I can say is, I mean, I'm still using my 15 year old Microsoft Sidewinder Pro, and it still hasn't broken, so, <laughs> I'm
0: happy. Yeah. Well, anything else that anyone wants to say
1: about Leave I'm jealous of the lot of you. Yeah.
3: Why are you not coming well, down, Colin? What's what's you not you not bringing your game down as well? I'm disappointed.
1: Um, unfortunately, the, this entire weekend clashes with my daughter's birthday, so nice. that means I am. Well, everybody else is enjoying themselves, um, watching uh, announcements and. Discussing panels and and and, and having nice role playing <laughs> game sessions. I'll be stuck surrounded by a lot of screaming young girls, just doing my eardrums in. Yeah. Are you going to have to wear a frozen dress? I oh, do not mention the frozen word to me. <laughs>
0: just do not. Let it go, Colin. Oh, oh, I'm oh, going oh, oh. right to flounce right
1: now. I'm going to flounce right now.
0: Oh, I have,
3: I have, I actually do have a question. One, one last question, uh-huh. Grant. I've heard some really good things about your microphone setup.
5: Oh, the audio stuff, yeah. I've got some <laughs> some uh, amazing amounts of uh, kit all ready to. <laughs> Essentially, my kit, I've got too much kit. I've got so much kit. My kids have got to get the train to go down. <laughs> So they can't even get the car, but yeah, we've got some nice mics and some good sounds, and uh, and the big important thing for me is the T loop system, uh, which is awesome. So I'm really hoping that anyone who has got sort of hearing aids or uh, any sort of uses equipment that supports the T loop, you know, you're going to be able to hook into that and get a nice clean feed from the whole event. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, people being included that would otherwise maybe go and do something else.
3: So is that something that you, you just want, you wanted to, sorry, I feel like I'm, I'm hijacking your, uh, your podcast here to ask questions to you two, um, uh, to you lot. But Grant, is that something that you, you wanted, you thought in advance, you wanted to cater for those kind of people? Or is it just more that you like the technology and you wanted to play around with it?
5: Well, no, no, it was very much, um, we just learned from, you know, feedback from the previous years, and when you sort of look at your demographic of people that are coming in, you've got a lot of wheelchair users you have to cater for, so you've got to try and make sure, you know, you consider that when you lay out rooms so that they can be part of things. But one thing that last year kicked up was we had a particular member of the community who has got hearing difficulties, who felt really nervous about the whole event, and, Due to this sort of him for sharing his experience, and it just sort of showed such a glaring hole that we kind of overlooked. So we started looking into how do we deal with this? How do we make sure that anybody who has hearing difficulties can come along with a bit more confidence that they're going to be able to hear the announcements, hear the talks, and you know, be a much bigger part of the event than they might otherwise feel. You know, because it can make them quite self conscious, and having something. Yeah that's discreet as well from being a carer myself and being involved in a lot of different carers organisations up here. You you know that the first thing you want is it's got to be dignified you can't have somebody yeah. who comes in and you strap two massive speakers to the sides of their heads you know as much as it might solve the problem having a discreet where people can keep their dignity and not be embarrassed because that's some people are some people don't some people wear it on their shirts you know I'm, and it's it's just one of these things that it was so good to find a solution to this problem and then testing it a couple of weeks ago and it working as well as it did. It's like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah.
3: It's just... Oh, it so that hear. box. It's great to hear. And it's, it's, a, it's another... Another reason why, just that sort of that response, and just the the, the, how how nice you are as a person, and it it, it's great. It's just another reason why you are absolutely deserving of our. uh, Which I want to as well. I want to point this out as well to all the guys. I hope you all noticed it, uh, the Lave Radio guys, Uh, Brett's uh, Brett sorry Grant's edition, the first ever community spotlight. Who's (laughs) (laughs)
0: Who's gone? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a lovely sedge week, Ed. I was actually about to start talking about the community Oh, you things. really? I'm sorry, I let you was do it. I'm you sorry, in, no, go. no, you've 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 led in very nicely. So you guys have started doing the community spotlight and building up the community.elekdangerous uh, you wanna talk to us about that, about the things that you're hoping to do with that as you can, and how is this gonna improve Frontier's relationship with the community?
2: Sure. I'll jump in now that Ed's kind of spoken for England. No, um, all good. So, so yeah, the community site itself, I think, like you said, the first thing that you kind of notice, hopefully from this week kind of moving forward is that there's a lot more content that's been going out there and a lot more regular updates that are going out on the community site. And again, I think that in itself is very much down to the kind of the fact that we do have yet, well, we're not up to to four people yet. But obviously, with myself and Brett coming in, there's a little bit more time that we have to be able to to do more things. And obviously, one of those is making sure that the community site is really kind of kept up to date, really rich with content that's really interesting and um, certainly from this week on we want to be you know, putting out something every single day at least, and the community spotlight is one, the comms chatter obviously goes into the newsletter so that's kind of pulled out, obviously you guys get the dev updates and there's a couple of other new yeah, do you
3: Have we mentioned it? Well, it's coming tomorrow.
2: Okay, well, yeah, so, and also, so a lot of this kind of comes from initially kind of um, when I came in a couple of weeks ago, I started up a a thread really just asking for for feedback from the community as to sort of things that now that we have a little bit more time what sort of things would they like to see more of and community site was was on there and you know types of communication were on there that they wanted to see so one element being um as i say the community site one every day uh, tomorrow um ed's putting out the meet the team which is a new segment which basically is much more about a, a behind-the-scenes look at different people from around the business and just kind of asking them the same sort of 10 questions about them, what they do, etc. So, so check back and have a read on that. You know, will it improve the community? I think... I think it's something, it's one element that, that the community want, but it's not everything, and there's a number of different things that we need to do around greater communication, more content across different areas, richer content, working with other people, working with groups and other pillars in the community, and, and, and a lot of that sort of stuff. So it's, it's not just one thing in and in itself, but obviously the community site is one element that I think, you know, we heard a lot of people saying that they'd like to see it more regularly kept up to date with, and so that's one thing that we can do. Can I be the controversial one? I'm always the controversial one. No. Can I be the controversial? No, one? the answer is no. No, yes you oh, can, what? of
4: course. <laughs> no, I just uh, so a lot of the people we speak to, and I think a lot of our, our experiences ourselves, is that the certainly the forums in in recent times the forums come across I hate to use the phrase overwhelmingly negative, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna use the phrase overwhelmingly negative. Now oh, okay, yeah. in in terms of you guys in terms of you guys' experience, is that something you know, are there, are there ways of turning that round? Is it a, you know, is it a passing thing? Is it, uh, I mean, certainly for Zach, for you, with your experience of kind of mm-hmm. other areas, is that something that the, the other people you know of have kind of encountered on their, on their game forums and have found ways to kind of win through? Or is it just that you have to accept sometimes that <laughs> sometimes the internet's
2: lowest common denominator is pretty low? So I think, first of all, it's, it's, there's a couple of elements to it, really. The first one is, um, you know, it's, it's very, very natural that in a large amount of, of different games companies that the forums can be a negative area and a negative place for people to go. And I think that comes because if you've got a problem, and this is the same for customer support tickets or anything else like that, really, um, if, if you've got a, an issue... Or you've got something that you're not happy with, you're far more likely to say it than if you're you're really happy with everything, you're just happily going along with it. So often you find that you know that's that's one channel that can um, across the industry be more negative than other channels, perhaps. But also, I think it's really important to look at the kind of the core issues and say you know the the best way to look at it is 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 finding out exactly why you know what is the root cause of people. Being negative. Why? What? What are the issues in addressing those, and making sure that you know there is that clear communication, making sure that there's, you know, that you're addressing those in proactive ways that are really visible, really clear. Um, and and again, it's it's one channel of communication in a community, but you've also got, you know, loads of others. You've got private groups, you've got pillars, you've got social media, you've got, you know, hundreds of different ways of talking to to to, to the community. The forums are one. Yes, sometimes they can be negative, but I think it's really important that you address those. I don't think it's a case of just saying, oh, no, they're negative. That's it. It's really important that you address those, that you're listening to people and that you're taking that feedback on board. And I think that by working, working through really proactive kind of solutions, I think there are ways to, to make it a, a really, really rich, engaging experience for people that, that are the most um the the biggest advocates and fans that are that are there and that you know that's that's always true in in almost any games company i would say
0: one of the things that eric uh was asking was will the community site be any better integrated with the forum will there be comments interactions maybe some kind of live chat
2: so it's definitely something that we're literally... Um, Today, looking into. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, you know, it is the community site, and, and Ed's probably better off speaking about this, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, okay, but it's it's kind of a case of, you know, that literally talking about this as a... It is in, it is in beta, and it is something that will have, you know, continuous uh, iterations and will get improvements, things like comments, things like, it, you know, integration into forums... Or chat rooms, or other things like that. There's, there's a number of different activities that you know are certainly within the, the scope of possibility that we want to look into. So yes, you know, I very much expect at yeah, some point. Yeah, I don't true. want to give like we have to also a promise. That,
3: yeah, we have to check that that functionality is possible as well yeah, amongst the, the the ones the ones what are cleverer than us who can actually make it happen. Yeah, we've got to make sure that these things are possible, and that they've got the time to actually develop these things as well because they look after a large amount of our. Um, online presence, you know, a lot of our uh, mm. websites and stuff. So,
2: but I mean, Ed spent many, many, many hours, kind of really, kind of looking into the, you know, and working on the, the community site as a project. And I know that he did so with a, a longer kind of roadmap to continuously kind of make it better yeah one, one yeah time again yeah. he really wants to you know see this being the the home the first place you go to get like you know the newsletter for example, obviously will have a number of pieces out there, but if you want the information first and you you know then the the community site is the place that you go to get that really really quickly but but yeah i mean you know there's a number of things that we'd like to do on top of that just just to
3: reiterate uh, or just to
2: uh add to a point there. Yes. Okay.
3: The newsletter is going to be a place still to to get this information, but like you so say, you can get it first. That doesn't mean that the newsletter is going to become redundant as mm. such. There's still going to be you know unique piece of information there. We hope we're, we're searching out for the best way. In fact, somebody asked on Twitter about this earlier, so I thought I'd bring it up. Oh, we're going to try. We're going to make sure we keep the newsletter. A relevant thing We hmm. want to keep it a relevant thing But in this in this age of social media and stuff You can get that information out there so much quicker But yeah, we're working on th- lots lots of different things in the background To to keep all these different aspects of communication relevant to you guys
0: So the newsletter's not going to become Just a copy and paste job of, say, the past five development updates or whatever That you've been so, posting out on the community site throughout the week
3: I, I can't speak to that exactly just yet uh, That... Like I said, we want to make sure we we keep it still relevant. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do that, but uh, it's something that we're working on behind the scenes at the moment to 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 make sure it is still something that's that is interesting to you guys and, and something that you guys will want to read.
0: All right, because I mean, I'm just thinking, oh, in Michael's last development post, there were some guys who were basically saying that there wasn't really any news in what Michael was saying because basically it had been the same thing that they'd been saying for the past three weeks. Um, just talking like CQC, basically. Um, And I I can see where they're coming from in that, you know, obviously you guys have got a limited message that you have to put out, and you can't talk about things that aren't released. But what can you say to people like that, apart
2: from, we're trying? So I guess it's, it's, for me, you know, the biggest thing, and obviously, like, as you know, I was there kind of having a conversation with players uh, on the actual thread specifically. I think, you know... I completely understand that sometimes there's not necessarily as much news or news that's necessarily relevant to that person that's reading it. I think what's really important for me is that, with the exception of, I know last week there wasn't, but, but you know, with the exception of a few missed weeks here or there, I think what's really important is that Mike Brooks or other people in the, in the dev team are really passionate about keeping that kind of communication alive. And, and ultimately what that does mean is that sometimes you'll get a dev update which May have either no new news or it may have something that you know isn't necessarily always completely relevant to one person. it might be something about you know um, a, a, you know something that's that's relevant to someone else or it might only have a small snippet in there but I think what 's really important to take away is that it's It is still that commitment that the dev team who are, you know, working incredibly hard upstairs to make the game still have that commitment to try and make sure that there is communication regularly coming out from the team and that people are aware. I think it's just a case of, do you know what, guys, sometimes it might not always be to your taste or something you didn't know about, etc. But certainly there are more interesting things coming soon. There's that word again. Soon Yes <laughs> uh, Martin Forrester Our very own
0: Commander Forrester's Brother Is asking for If you could work For If you could work On any development team I'm assuming he means Other than Frontier For any computer game Current or historical What would it be? Wow So Wow Of course Obviously <laughs> not, not wow Not <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, not, not well. no, thank you. No, thank you. No, of course, other than Elite really Dangerous, um, Frontier Developments, and, you know, other... Do you mean other than those guys? Because obviously my answer would always so, be... Yeah, other, other I'm, than I'm Frontier. Really, I'm really thrilled to be here where I am now, so obviously we getting that out of the way. Imagine that that didn't exist. I'd be really interested to work inside Rockstar, mm. only just to see what they're doing, because they're so good at keeping their information secret And it just creates this is coming from Frontier (laughs) Development. Hey, well, well, hey, no, wow, come on. We we like to keep communicating. I think, yeah, if you look at Rockstar, do do you guys know what game they're working on now at the moment? I haven't got a Scooby. Nobody knows because they come out with a bang and everyone gets so ridiculously hyped about it. And it would be cool because I'm also like, I'd like to watch. There are, you watch that development and see how that development process works because one of the things that's been I'm very privileged to be able to walk upstairs to the guys and the development teams and see and see what those guys are working on and how they're doing these things and it's such a fascinating process I absolutely love it so I'd love to see how another uh, company operates as well.
4: Do you think so? Just following on from that, I mean, do you think internally working for them is potentially frustrating? I mean, do they have to? Do you reckon they have to keep things from their own staff? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I've got no idea it's an
2: interesting point Uh, I mean from my perspective I think there's only really uh, it's not even one specific company but I think for me it would be any MMO or online game which has its own thriving community that ideally is its own publisher i think for me that's the kind of the the key thing really you have that mix of you know you you publish your own games you talk directly to the community and haven't done it before and obviously you know at frontier and being able to do it in another similar environment in that sense i think you know for me that's that's really where the kind of you know you get to you get to really love what you do which is you know being able to both be in the in the development process from the start i think you know a lot of probably publishers out there that just publish games they've, they come across a lot of difficulties in terms of you know not being part of that process so you get to be part of that process you really get to as in community management it's a perfect situation as well because you can actually take feedback you can take comments you can work together with you know th- there's no better way to connect community and development than in that kind of environment so what that just illustrated there is that
3: Zach is the brains of the operation, and I'm just the pretty face that they're going to push out at events. I think that's what that's what's just just been illustrated.
1: I think everybody's being diplomatic right this moment in time now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, someone's got to start somewhere,
0: haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> you
5: know, it's, it's genuinely uh, an amazing place to work, and you know they're all fed various amounts of narcotics through the air vents just to keep oh. them happy. <laughs> Or Peter Oh, yeah. So that's our responsibility, wasn't <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you very much for giving me the the honour of being in that community spotlight. It was, uh, yeah, it is, it's a true honour. Thank you very much.
2: No, thank you.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I can gotta... think of anybody else that I'd won. I would, I would have wanted on as the first one. You know, I could think of a thousand other people that I want to put in there, but you know, as the first person, I think it's just it was just it was just a fantastic start. You know, great a great foundation for all of the other great people that are, uh, are going to be coming.
1: There's gonna be no agree. living with him from now on, is there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his head is big enough as it is I suppose. <laughs>
4: this has ju- justified two years of fart jokes. <laughs>
0: oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, you've not read the Docker script, have you, Jarvis? Um, and I'm just getting fart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, taking things back to Dockers and going full circle, one of the things that I've been asked quite a few times by certain jealous commanders over in America, they're always saying, how come there's there's these events in the UK? How come, why is Frontier going to LaveCon, why is... Why Elite Meat? And I keep saying to the guys over there, well, you know, Elite Meat and LaveCon basically are started and run by the fans. Do it yourself. To which they always come... Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here because I'm involved in a lot of
4: different communities and this is something that always comes up because um, I'm a member of various like online audio drama things. And these guys are organizing an audio drama creators meetup in the UK and the American guys are all like, oh, why can't we have an event over in America? And the answer is, where are you going to put it? I mean, I know that we try and, with the UK events, we try and move stuff around so that different people have got different conventions to go to. But realistically, in the UK, you're never more than six or seven hours away from wherever these events are going to be held. Whereas in the States, you you turn it over to them and you say, "Um, great, let's do an event. Where should we do it? Do it in Phoenix. Phoenix. God no, I don't want to do it in Phoenix. That's a you know, that's a plane that's a plane right away. And actually one of the advantages we have to being residents of a very small island is anything that anyone organises, you can pretty much get to without any trouble. Whereas the States is so big and the actual population centres where people live, it's just so spread apart, it's really hard to organise any kind of certainly community driven event in the states which is why that quite often community meetups and stuff that, that people do in the states tend to be established things like comic con because comic con you know there are, there are a number of different ones all around different parts of the US and people kind of converge on them and do their meetups and do their own things but it would be very hard to drive a community specific event i think in somewhere that's just as so, as broad as the states
1: well, that have you been you reading my show
4: notes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? You need to take a leak. Dangerous to the to Comic Con next year, then, don't you? It's too late for this one. It starts in a couple of days.
0: Well, what I was
3: going well, to we couldn't mention... we couldn't go to the Comic Con because, of course, lave cons at the same time. So why would we yeah. <laughs> We know we know the, we know the right one to go for that, of course.
0: No, but one of the things I was going to say that Bioware have done. Uh, for this photo game, is basically what Jarvis has been saying. They've held community cantinas alongside things like Comic-Con or E3. And that always seems to have gone down very well for Bioware. But have you guys thought about doing anything similar?
2: I mean, I guess at the moment, obviously, there's nothing that we can say if we want to do X, Y, Z, because obviously we don't want to promise anything. I think we certainly wouldn't rule out doing any kind of event in, in, you know, not just America, but, you know, a, across different countries. Um, so, yeah, it's certainly not something that we would want to rule out. It's certainly not also something that we can give you any kind of information on at the moment. If we had an infinite budget, of course, we would just hold the biggest event party. Yeah, ever. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. There's lots
3: of different things like
1: that,
3: but, yeah. Obviously, it's something we've thought about doing. Hmm.
1: We right. just done have have EA's noticed... budget.
3: Yeah, that's right. Well, well no no, just yeah, like like Zach said, it's nothing we can talk we can't we can we have nothing to announce today.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean we'd like it would be nice. It would it would be great to be able to do, you know, um more more different um community-based events whether that be here whether that be in um other parts of europe whether that be in america you know wherever that be it would be really great to do more community focused events um
0: yeah right i think that wraps it up for the questions that we've gotten have been given but is there anything else that you guys are wanting to say
3: um i thank you very much for all of your feedback with obviously with zach's post in the forum when you posted in the forum everybody was really really nice like welcoming zach That's really appreciated. I just want to reiterate a few of the things that Zach said as well, like about how our commitment to the community and how, you know, there's a lot of running. I did a lot of running around and sort of there's a joke joke amongst our uh, moderators that I sort of pop in for a second and I'll I'll rush off and like lightning, you know, you don't really get spending time with me. And I think that's because um, I was rushed off my feet and now with the team expanding, it really is going to mean that we can spend some real quality time Mm -hmm. with the community. And just just make it awesome, and I'm I'm, just, I'm really really excited for that.
2: Any Thank final you. words from you, Zach? Do you know what I think? For me, it's really just a, a case of saying, you know, uh, very much as as we've already kind of done in terms of having that that feedback, Fred. But and and obviously the the expansion of the team, you know, it's a really great opportunity right now in terms of if there are any people that would like to see something happen within the community that they feel like there's areas that are missing that, you know, obviously we've had a, a, a load of feedback, which is brilliant. And, you know, not just on that thread, but also, you know, from, from a number of different key groups and everything else we've had loads and loads and loads of feedback, which is brilliant, but now is a really perfect opportunity. It's, it's, a, it's a real opportunity for us to do more for the community, for you guys. So whatever that is, you know whether that be more communication whether that be videos whether that be richer communication whether that be community events whether that be you know uh, new improved ways of working with groups or fan sites or or any anyone else out there in terms of within the community and ways of doing it now is the time to do it so you know all i can say is that we're absolutely all ears we want to to make you guys happy and we want to do all of the things that you guys have been asking for for a long time so now is the time to ask Oh, and uh, don't forget to apply for social media community manager role. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Actually, I have a question that suddenly occurred to me, but I don't know if yeah. you guys are the guys to, to answer it. Uh, obviously, years ago when um, Lost Winds came out, that was the result of a kind of internal brainstorming-y thing where they sort of had these little staff internal competitions to, um, to, to I guess, to prototype ideas. Is that something that still goes on within Frontier? Or has that kind of fallen by the wayside recently?
3: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Unfortunately, we're not the people to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mainly because I don't know if I'm allowed to. That's the main, the main, the main reason. <laughs> but I can say there's obviously lots of creativity and brain oh, games yeah. that do happen within Frontier all the time. It's an amazing company to work for. They're absolutely incredible at making games. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what they do with Planet Coaster. I know we're here with Elite Dangerous podcast, but I'm really I'm
0: looking forward to that as well.
3: (laughs) Yeah, God, those you know, you you guys will be sacking in the Elite Dangerous one. Fickle guys, you'll be moving over to Planet Coaster (laughs) radio. I do have a
0: question actually about Planet Coaster. (laughs) I've I've heard rumors that the the big purple dinosaur is actually a Thargoid. Can you confirm or deny any of this?
3: (laughs) 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 They're just gonna laugh nervously and step away from
0: Well, they are f- they are warm and fuzzy. Ask anyone in the alliance.
3: <laughs> um, so, okay. Maybe I don't know.
4: <laughs> so when we get planetary landings, it's just going to be coasters as far as the eye can see. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that would that would have blown people's minds if that was the E3 announcement. <laughs> it would make it would make Elite the best trolling game
4: in the world. If what would actually what would actually happen is that when people are playing Planet Coaster, people in ships can just drop into the atmosphere and just bomb their parks.
3: It's <laughs> <be> so awesome <laughs> it would be the ultimate
4: it would be the ultimate dick move
3: just hold on are you, are you guys on our uh, design team because that sounds have you seen, have you seen our design documents uh, no, I like uh, this idea no no um, we take elite Dangerous very very seriously and um, we shan't <laughs> be having any jokes about it <laughs> awesome. oh so thank you and I'm really looking forward to seeing you at uh, LaveCon sorry Colin apart from you that's fine.
1: <laughs> Just bear, bear, bear a thought of whenever you're, you're all having fun that I'm.
3: Can we have I'm a uh, like a, a, a giant cardboard cutout of you to pelt with rotten fruit? Uh, no, to um, give hugs and stuff to.
1: <laughs> what sympathy hugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, poor Colin. Yeah, uh, do you want to be my wingman? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Very good.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ed and Zach. Uh, it's been great talking to you, and I can't wait to see you guys on Saturday. If you're not, unless you're coming down Friday night as well for a couple of beers. Saturday
2: morning. Yeah, we'll be there Sat- Saturday.
0: Awesome. Well, can't wait for it. fantastic. Yeah, we'll see been, you soon. It's going to be amazing. Looking forward to it. Yep, it's going to be so much fun. I'm, ah, squee am yeah. So Crash isn't here. I've got a sque. Just, mine, just for Crash. <laughs> That's a good impression of. <laughs> I'm bouncing up and down in my chair as we speak. I spent yeah, lots of, of, I spent lots of time with him
3: at E3, and that is a very accurate impression. Of,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so after after, after Ben <laughs> squeezed, do we still have any listeners?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea, actually. I don't even know if this is going live. I hope it is. Grant?
5: oh yeah I mean when have I let you down before (laughs) apart from that time in the every other
0: show (laughs) right well thank you very much Ed and and Zach and we're going to go to a quick advert break and then we'll be back with our regular programming
2: want to tour the frontier travel with Colmac Reeve and our new fleet of passenger starliners we've opened up the universe for a range of budgets option one Luxury. My husband and I like to travel in comfort. The new luxury cabins were like a home away from home. After all, one's
3: home is a castle.
2: Option two, first class.
3: We'd saved up a bit for a really special trip. The first class cabins were like nothing we've travelled in before. Really luxurious.
2: Option three, travel cabin. We would a trip with Cormac Reeves' monthly lotto. A travel cabin for two on a starliner around the solar system. Once in a lifetime for us. Simply amazing. Option four, basic accommodation. Me and my mates just wanted to hitch around the universe. It's so great that we have the option of getting a really cheap cabin to see the sights. It saved us loads. And for the budget conscious, and slaves, we have our cheapest option yet.
3: Well, I need to a-
2: We won't sell any of those frozen passengers into slavery, I promise. Colmac Reeves all
0: budget tours, seeing the galaxy from luxury to freezing tubes.
2: In system travel?
3: Sometimes it takes so long. I have tools for all kinds of circumstances on my ship but the one thing I don't have a tool for is uneven tan lines I just want to look like a million credits but when you're living for days on a ship with processed and filtered air it really dries out your skin I use better hope golden ink, tan cream it's just boost your confidence oh, i don't believe that beauty is only skin deep but now i really do look like a million credits even my friends mistook me for a genuine gold skin
0: jameson and jameson
2: upgrades and services for your body
0: and we're back right well now that we've kicked those two reprobates out of the airlock grant how's your week <laughs> <laughs> so, Would you at the beginning
5: again okay right, yeah, right. Um, it's been a it's been a it's been a tough week actually a particularly tough week I think it's just you know the stress of trying to make sure i've got everything sorted because we get to this point where um Thursday or Friday morning I start a drive, and everything I leave behind stays behind, and there's an awful lot of uh Yeah, worry that you screw something up but so far so good, stream went well on Friday night using the system and yeah, I'm really excited about it actually, so almost ready just got the car checks to do tomorrow, Uh, get the tyres checked and things and then I can relax I say that, I've still got the Drabble forms to fix, I've got the (laughs) a ton of things in this to do list but it's manageable I think, I think
1: now, fingers crossed. What about yourself, Colin? Well, um it's mostly just been catching up with um Elite to be honest because I've had a couple of, a couple of days off and then I found out that my uh my reputation with the alliance has gone down into the toilet. And um yes, yeah, so I've been trying to get the hang of the um of the Xbox version which um has just decided to pirate me right at this moment in time. Always good timing, eh? Oh,
0: multitasking for the win. So, are you finding it any better? I mean, I know last time you were flouncing a little bit because you weren't used to the controls. Um, I'm getting the hang of it. Kind of. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can understand it wouldn't compare to a X 52 or something like that, but.
1: Yeah. He's a, getting,
5: he's a big wuss. The controls are a piece
1: of mince. they so, so easy. <laughs> oh, yes, said mister. I'm just going to bounce off the side of the station quite a lot during my live stream this afternoon. <laughs> I was watching. I saw you. I laughed a lot.
5: That docking was horrific. I've never ping-ponged like that in a docking but <laughs> It's such a long time. Oh, it was so much fun. The problem you've got is it... If you're familiar with the Xbox controller, you've got the two analogue sticks. And if you push down on each of those sticks, you get a click. That's a button. Well, on the left stick, that changes your your pitch and roll to yaw and pitch. And when you're trying to dock... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that can make oh, a yeah. hell of a difference to your life. But once you get the hang of it, once you get the hang of it, it's actually quite nice. So you've got buttons that are to do with firing your weapons. If you hold that button in and then press other, other of the buttons like the f- triggers and things, it gives you different options related to to that. So I've, I'm finding it quite exciting that now I know how to change my weapons group. That makes a big difference for me.
1: Yeah. Well, at the moment, I am trying to deal with a diamondback scout which has decided to attack me and uh, I am discovering that when that click which moves you over between the the yaw and the roll oh that is so annoying because you just get someone in your sights and then lo and behold you start yawing when you you can't roll and oh I think that's that's the issue that I've got with it it needs to have a different way to handle the roll yaw I think and then I'll be happy but apart from that, it's certainly growing on me.
0: In, from the recent developer blog, it sounded like they're going to be adding in customization and things like that to it. So hopefully that'll maybe improve things a wee bitty. Just I mean, to no, let I you think, c- I think control it yourself.
5: I think intrinsically the control, you, you cannot sprout buy a software update another lever or another button I I really do think that they have once you get used to it your fingers, it makes sense it kind of makes sense and when something like that makes sense it makes it bearable and it becomes fun, you know, the more you practice the more you go in, the more fun you have I mean docking is (laughs) it's such a laugh it just is because it's like oh crap I've pressed that button and then you've got to press it off again and press it back on again and press it off again and Eventually, you get the hang of it, and it's just yeah, it's just awesome, you know. And it's weird because I've kind of, I was doing trading a lot in the PC version, and I haven't played it in about a week and a bit. What with the lave con and stuff, but this Xbox version, I'm finding it
1: really. Uh, it's d- easier to get into, yeah. I think, because you just basically sit sit on the coat uh, on the sofa, and you don't have to get out. The, the joysticks—you don't have to set up the ED tracker. You just sit down and enjoy it. Which,
5: yeah, because I've got—I had it on a projector, and other than making Susie feel quite sick with my docking, but then again, you, you've seen how, why that would, yeah. that would make anybody <laughs> yeah. sick. Uh, but on the huge projector, the kind of movement—I showed her um, turning uh, rotational correction off, uh, which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But it was good fun. It was. It's good, and it is. It's reignited my interest in in combat. It's just a lot more fun in this. But there's one thing I'd say is I've not seen more than one player.
1: Oh well, I'd I'd say a different where where I started in the federation um, a couple of uh, last week. I I thought it was busier. Maybe it's because everybody started in the same place, but I felt it was busier than the, uh, than the PC version up at the Alliance space, that's for sure. Um, there's about uh, five, ten commanders at one point. Uh, I don't think anybody knew how to, to send any communications. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was five or ten, between five and ten commanders where I, where I was at the, uh, the Federation starting point. And it seemed quite busy, a lot more busier than the PC version. But I think I think people have now dissipated from that that one starting point. I'm
0: guessing as everybody in LHS three four four seven is they start in the PC as well, yeah.
1: That does sound familiar to where I started with the uh, with the Xbox. Yeah. Okay.
0: I suppose it makes sense that if everyone's around there, then. That makes sense for, people, for it being busier, I guess, rather than going up into the Alliance territory. Although, I have to admit, I've been flying around Alliance space quite a lot this week, doing stuff in for, uh, what was it, Edwin, Edwin Mahon or something like that, the Alliance Prime Minister.
1: All right, so you, you're um, getting involved in, in Powerplay then, because I'm, uh, I'm leaving that alone for a bit.
0: Well, I figured, I noticed that the Federals are making inroads into Lave Station and I'm not going to have any of that. So I figured I'd better try and get into power play and do what I can.
4: Yeah, it's one of the... Um, there's been some f- sort of feedback on some of the Facebook groups about how... I mean, this is what I suspected might happen, but in terms of the sort of... Um, the local things that people were doing whereby they were manipulating the, the missions within a system to try and do a certain amount of control, power players just kind of rolled all over that um oh sorry my microphone was right up on the top of my head um so so basically <laughs> Welcome there was back, a chris <laughs> yeah sorry, so there was a bunch of guys who um uh, part of the elites elite social group um had been doing a lot of work down in the cocky joe system i still can't say it it's one of the ones i can't even think of a good way of saying it um they spent weeks and weeks and weeks gradually kicking all of the minor Federation factions out of the system and completely getting the system taken over by a local faction called Bridge & Co, who were independent. And literally within a week of power play, the Federation's like back in control of that system. And it's, it's the, the, the way power play's been designed to work just kind of completely rides roughshod over any of that work people have been doing with with minor factions. Um, which is a pity, in some respects.
0: <laughs> anyway, Chris, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Because I've not spoken to you for ages. Oh, um, I finished the And Hear the Wheel audiobook.
4: Oh, god. Cool. Yay!
3: Yay!
4: Good! Yay! Um, so, you know, depending on what happens with, um, Labor Evolution, which is obviously still slightly up in the air, um, that is it. I mean, every, you know, every week, every time I've been on and people come back to me, I say, what are you working on? I'm working on the Elite Audiobooks. Um, that is now effectively done. So, um, yeah, so there are now four fully complete Elite Dangerous Audiobooks available, uh, Fantastic Books Publishing. Um... And yeah, I'm just the last few days I've just been enjoying a bit of time off actually. It's quite nice. Had, um, went out with the missus. Quite Mrs. a rare occasion. Night. Yeah, went out with the missus last night and saw, um, Jurassic World, which was good. Um, and what else? I've been enjoying some games actually. I've been playing some games. Partly because the the, the Steam summer sale um, has given me a whole new list of shame <laughs> to work through. So I've been enjoying, uh,. Yeah, I've been enjoying some quirky gems. I've, I've been playing, um, what's it called, Chroma Squad, which is a really funky sort of pixel art homage to Power Rangers. Very, very cool. Uh, and recently I picked up this thing called Door Kickers, uh, which I thoroughly so, reckon interesting. Yeah, it's basically, I don't know if anyone ever played any of the SWAT games, where you're kind of a police... I did
0: some of the Rainbow Six things.
4: Yeah, it's a bit like that, except this is all top-down. Um, and there is no effort made to arrest anybody. <laughs>
1: Just
4: storm the building and shoot everyone. But it's quite nice. I mean, you program waypoints and
0: get them to clear rooms and throw flashbangs and that sort of thing. And that's, you know, good fun. And I don't suppose you're paying any attention to the chat and outside of Leaf Station at the moment.
4: I, I have been, but I've sort of... I've gone into... Um, the website chat briefly, just see what's going Fair on. Enough.
0: Yeah, because Commando Nickelstein is saying, have any of you guys listened to Escape Velocity by Lab Radio? Ice Fire Ice Fires all episodes so far. Uh, as Ron is saying, I did, I liked it very much. Nickelstein then replies, it's a brilliant audiobook, I love it. Uh, but then it stops, and that was tell- weird. Would you like to comment on any of this, I, Chris, seeing as you I, might I, I, know a wee bit about it? I, I heard that Escape Velocity is terrible. No, um... Yeah. Escape Velocity, okay, so um,
4: I have... Yeah, so originally um, Escape Velocity, first 11 episodes were done, you know, just by me with my time, um, because I was still setting up the business, and the actors were coming and they were volunteering their time. Um, And it's got to the stage where it's very difficult to produce it for free. Um, Just because I don't like asking actors to come and give up like two days of their time um, for for no pay. Um, And of course, because I'm now doing the audio books and things, um, obviously, if I take time out to do Escape Velocity rather than working on something which is a commercial project, it's effectively costing me money to make it um so what i've been trying to do is find ways of just generating some income for escape velocity so that we can continue the story um which is something i'd really like to do now i've been trying to talk to frontier about that for the last seven months um and i have not yet had an answer from them it does mean i haven't had i haven't had a no Um, but I also haven't had a yes so at the moment I don't know how I can actually go ahead and produce more Escape Velocity the alternative is I have been looking into ways of using something like um, Patreon uh, which is a sort of funding website but it, it because of the way it funds, it kind of supports things like fan fiction as well, which would mean that Escape Velocity could continue in an unofficial capacity. But that's not really that's not really what I want for Escape Velocity. I'd like it to be official. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, and so it's just, you know, um, the ball's kind of in Frontier's court. And I think the reason things are held up with them is because they've probably had a lot of contact from different writers asking about more licenses for official novels and I think it's probably caught up in all of that discussion Um, so yeah I mean I'd really like to well I I wouldn't like to finish Escape Velocity, what I would like is to continue Escape Velocity and make it a kind of long term series Um, but at the
0: moment I I just don't know how to do that I hope that answers you guys outside of the station's questions about it
5: if we're, if right. we're going to big up the if we're going to big up the Jarvis, we have Love Escape Velocity in the uh, IRC chat.
4: Awesome! Is that not just Ben? No.
0: I'm not in <laughs> IRC at the moment, I'm afraid, okay. guys. Awesome, cool. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> right. Well, we'll move on to development news. So, first up on the agenda was the Xbox One's. Uh, the senior producers' question and answer session that they had with the community. So, were there any gems in that that you guys have read that that made you think, "Oh, that's interesting," or anything like that? I'm going to keep this quick because we're kind of tight for time tonight.
5: Well, I noticed they were mentioning uh, now because I've not, I've not read the article but see- about. <laughs> No You've read my all. cheat sheet, haven't you, Grant? No, not at all, but there was something mentioned about the NPCs being tweaked. Now, as I've said, now I've taken on three anacondas in my Eagle. I have 100% hull, and it seems to be that the ships move, but they don't necessarily attack you anywhere near the degree that the attack can rip the crap out of you on the PC version. So... I'm wondering if that's maybe something to do with the, the this NPC tweak that they're talking about. What rating are they on? Although that's dangerous. But not, who, who is going to have an anaconda and be mostly harmless? That's the most ridiculous. That's a wee kid nipped out for a ride in their
0: dad's anaconda. That's what that is. Well, I did notice, actually, that Sarah Jane was saying that there was a bug with the uh, power management, I think it was, on some of the ships where, basically, they try shooting at you, and then they'd forget to... but they have forgotten to put their power to we- weapons. <laughs> oh so nice. they can't shoot.
5: That gives us a bit of an oopsie! That's you know, three anacondas. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm about 150,000 credits up tonight, <laughs> just because of that's that. That's kind of shiny.
0: So I'm not going to complain too much. No, I think there was a couple of things that grabbed me, uh, one of which was the Lifetime Pass not transferring over to the Xbox, which... I, I would like to know what Frontier are doing with account management in the Xbox. Because it feels... I know with Peter obviously, that you're definitely you're into accounts, but it sounds and it's feeling like for... When it goes live, you'll still be your PC account and your your Xbox account. And hence, they're not transferring over or something like that,
2: but... Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's...
5: When, when I... When I Signed up the Elite Interest on the Xbox. It mm-hmm. linked my other account to it. Yeah, which then gave me you know the starting ship and I think it was a hundred thousand credits, which is maybe a bit of a jump start. But I do you know, again, uh, it's, it's one of these things where it doesn't really go very far. Um, so, so did you get I your Kickstarter have, rewards then? No, I don't have my backers' uh, rewards at all. I don't have the Founders World access. I have no permits whatsoever. So, in that respect, it's a pretty even playing field, which is good.
1: Wow. I didn't think that people would be flying around in clippers so quickly. Uh, I've just launched from Lave Station in in live, and we have Commander Sir Longone, uh, Madam, (laughs) who's who's flying around in an Imperial Clipper. Well done, him. Guess he's been grinding around quite a lot. Yeah. I think there's another one that
0: grabbed me was the... I'm just trying to find it now. Um, That's it. Given that uh, PC, Mac, and console players will not be interacting at moment-to-moment gameplay only via the shared universe, how do you feel about tweaking the moment-to-moment gameplay balance to better meet console players' needs and styles? Things like maybe tweaking the AI difficulty, response to player bounty missions, USS's uh, resource spawn rates, death penalty rebuy costs and flight models... Uh, It could be made more arcadey, for example. Now, Frontier's response was, we believe in tailoring the galaxy for a perceived type of gamer isn't in the spirit of elite. Uh, Elite Dangerous is Elite Dangerous, and every version, the PC, the Mac, the Xbox One, is just another way to access that experience. Uh, and then they go on to say that, obviously, in bringing ED to the Xbox One, it does give them the opportunity to develop CQCC, and they're offer- offering things like that to people to get their their quick gameplay. But do you think that? What do you think about the idea of maybe them tweaking Elite to dumb it down for? I don't want to say dumb it down.
1: Well, I'd say they haven't dumbed it down at all mm-hmm. at the moment. Do you think they uh, should, So, No. I think uh, what they should do is exactly carry on with the plan that they've got, which is have the CQCC as, you know, your quick arena-based zapping combat that um, uh, people like. And for a bit more depth, then you can go in the light game. Uh, you know, the, the full-on elite game. Uh, and I think they've got that right, and um, obviously they'll they might decide to expand the CQCC into into other types of uh, play styles, but um, I don't think the main game at all. Shoot, well, they should leave the main game alone. And if you want your quick adrenaline pumping um, Xbox experience, then that's when you pop over to the CQCC.
0: Grant, does that sound about right to you and all? I well, you know, I think you know
5: one of the things um, that is clear is it's the learning process that's going into all these different consoles. I mean, I know that the graphical adjustment was to do with something that they uncovered and optimizations that they've worked out in the process of doing the likes of the Mac port and doing the, X- the X- Xbox version 2. And these are benefits to the PC game. They're, you know, it's one of those things where why would you ever want to actually downgrade something unless it was to give a really tangible gain, you know? So if you're finding that a particular thing is causing 80% of the players to have lag, then by all means you would downgrade that until such times as you can fix it. And what they've said is the things that they've learned during the optimisations, the little things that they've had to fix that then benefit the PC version, we've got to kind of, you know, realise they are separate games, they've got different development teams, but they talk, they share things that they find, so dumbing it down-wise, and I don't see how you can dumb it down, really. It's already dumbed down enough, it's got awards. You know, my my feelings are about
0: achievements. One way I guess you could dumb it down, if you think about Classic Elite and what they did on the NES, was the, you everything was also docking in the NES version, so for example, you could say everybody on the Xbox One version gets a docking computer. Do you remember that? As was, an example. On RetroLave when Liam
5: kept approaching the station and every time he wanted... it no, no, it was you, wasn't it? It was me. Yeah, and it kept just saying, press A to dock, and you're like going, no, I want to do it manually. Boom.
0: <laughs> I remember that.
5: That, yes. would be, that would be removing a very important... Because, I mean, the docking in this is trickier. Trickier than the PC, and ultimately, because it's trickier, it's so much more fun. It's just, you know, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap moments, you know? I love it. And yeah, before anyone kicks off, I actually do like achievements, but you know, I just like to sort of purvey that message that
0: real gamers don't need achievements (laughs) just to wind people up. I think one thing which really grabbed me was that apparently they're going to be using the smart glass, they're going to use the virtual keyboard in that for text entry, which sounds an awesome idea. I've I've not really played with smart glass, not even seen much about it. All I've seen is people playing Minecraft on their kitchen table, and thought, okay, that looks cool, but it's a gimmick.
5: That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, you, but you've got to look. Mm. The thing is, and I, I I've got a, a, the sneaking suspicion that at some point these games are going to be able to access your web cameras directly, so they can record what a.
4: Helic, you look like typing in mid air <laughs> with all this stuff <laughs> strapped around your head. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what did that first for me? The um, the DSI when they when they modified the Nintendo DS to give it a face camera, they brought out these games that you controlled with the camera looking at you and you doing this stuff, and then at the end of the game, it would play back a little video montage of all the stuff you were doing. Oh no! What massive easy you looked. No, it was really funny. It was really funny because first time it happened, I had no idea that was going to appear. But um, in terms of the achievements thing, are there any achievements on there that kind of encourage you to do um, like weird stuff that you wouldn't normally think to do? Because that's one of the reasons I quite like trophies or achievements or whatever, is when it kind of gets you to try something that you might not otherwise have thought of. Do you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, not so not so much that I've stumbled across yet. I didn't even get an achievement for the the most ridiculous dock docking episode <laughs> ever this afternoon. Um, you don't get the pinball achievement then? No, but the, you know the achievements are there. And I'm no. What did it do? I, I managed to level up my combat rank, and I got a nice little message on the screen that said you are now blah. And there's a wee message up in the comms that tells me that I've ranked up as well. So. Um I don't know. Yeah, but we get that in the PC game as well. And we do now. It's the first time I've seen it. Because obviously, you know, I was in the middle of a massive gap between my next ranks and the in the PC version, so I'm not likely to see it for a long time. So it was nice, it was exciting to see it work. But um yeah. achievements like what loop the sun, um dock at full speed. No, I've not seen any of those yet. Ram a sidewinder into the toast rack. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd love that one as well. I think that needs to be done. Oh, Sidewinder Tennis was always my favourite game.
4: There should be something like Cargo Dump a Cow onto another player's cockpit or something
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> not that- seen any cows in game apart from Space ones. but all right. Is that,
5: is that, not, is that not the definition of docking? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think one thing that I think is a shame is people are obviously they're wanting to get their joysticks onto the Xbox, but basically the drivers aren't there for it, which I think that's a crying shame, and I really hope that the the manufacturers get on board and start giving people different... Well, giving people joysticks is, I guess, what we really want.
4: Yeah, but I mean, it's, di- it's difficult to know from a certain point of view how much demand there is for it, because... I mean, obviously, I agree that, you know, a joystick is the way to play Elite kind of thing. But if you're talking about the kind of environment that consoles are generally played in, so as Colin was saying earlier, it's really nice just kind of sitting on the sofa and playing a game on your TV. I mean, you know, if you wind back to some of the early episodes of Lave Radio, that was what I wanted. This whole kind of sitting at a PC thing is actually kind of a a new thing for me for gaming. Um... But actually if you're if you're looking at an environment where most people are sitting in a place where you don't have somewhere to put a joystick, it's difficult to know how much time and effort to put into making it work. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if there's mm-hmm. some way you can measure how much people would want joystick support on a console.
0: I don't know, but I mean I, I do remember for my PlayStation one that I originally had, no, PS2, sorry, I had, then I did get a steering wheel for it. I I spent a good amount of money on it, and I, I actually have to, I never, well, I used it a couple of times, because it was such a pain to set up. But I did get it, and I did, I enjoyed using it, but it was, but like you're saying, it's, you're sitting in the living room, and you don't have a place to put your steering wheel, or your joystick and things like that, but it just makes me think that there must be a a better way to do it somehow than, you know, maybe we can have, like, a hands-free hot-ass or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea how you do these kind of things, but it would be cool if you could. Uh, right, I think we're going to move on to the dev update from the 2nd of July, which is just a nice quickie. No, because that's what people were complaining about. <laughs> um, it was basically they're saying CQCC stuff, uh, you're gaining XP, different ranks are unlocked, different ships. Whereas we were talking about this last week, really. And the second parallel path connects the main game with its equivalent in the pilot Fe- federation ranks. Players are also able to earn credits in matches, which can which are then available in the main game. What do you guys think about the ability to earn credits in CQCC and use them in the main game?
4: I think, t- for, for me, it works. I know, and I don't know, because I haven't played it, I don't know how well integrated it is. But if you were to imagine something like a game whereby you, you go and kind of enter yourself into a gladiatorial contest and you get prize money for entering into that contest, it makes sense that you'd be able to walk away and then spend that money. I can see that there's a concern that people would use the kind of multiplayer to farm credits that they can then use in the real universe but I don't see in terms of a you know in terms of the the CQC being part of a role playing experience and saying well my commander is going and taking part in this kind of intergalactic sport it makes sense to me that you get to keep your money
5: yeah I mean it all depends again it's one of these things it's how how can you manipulate the system so I mean if if it's going to Oh, if it's a set you know, if if you can't use the money from that in the game, then it's a demo. It's a separate game. It's not part of the elite universe and that kind of would be strange for doing something just for the sake of having it there. But equally if it's got, you know, the likes of slot filling mechanics for AI, whereby you just load up with AI, go and play against the AI for a couple of hours, and it's too easy. And you can then make yourself a fortune, well then that is a problem you know that is it's got to be it's got to be difficult you know it's got to be a difficult thing in order to bring that cash in and then i think if it's perceived because that's what's going to be if it's perceived to be too easy to make money in it, then why bother trading? you know why bother grinding why bother bounty hunting? We can just all jump into the c q c and play for a couple of hours and make more money than we could trading for two hours. You know, that's that's the balance. But that's something Frontier have been reasonably good at doing, is adjusting the balance of things when they see that it's not quite right. So I'm looking forward to it, actually.
0: I'm looking forward to CQC, actually. I mean, I, I wish I could try it now, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Sareth has made a good point, though, in live chat, and they're saying if they have narrative to go along, along with CQCC, then that would make it a rather cooler. So, can you imagine, you know, Steve O'Doll doing his, his commentary kind of thing? Oh, and that's a bad miss. Or not. Maybe he'd say <laughs> that's a crap idea. <laughs> He's, taking, He's it taking it right it. up the asp. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Yes. <sighs> right. I think crash straight into newsletter 81. Um, unless there's anything up there that you wanted to see. No, I think we should be moving along, moving along. Yeah, see move along. Yeah. Move along. Exactly. Right. I think as Ed and Zach have been saying, we've had the community updates with our very own Mr. Grant. And then we have hey, the community we have the community news today, which I actually quite liked. There's a whole load of Federation propaganda posters, so you know, I'm I'm not a massive fan of the Federation, I've always admitted that. Uh, seeing as the bastards went off and find me to be- Jesus, just as sort I of starting because I was doing some smuggling. <laughs> so, screw you guys, I'm going to play with the Alliance and the Imperials, but, you know, that's all right, I'm not bitter. But I did really like those posters. And then somebody's done some nice stuff about Power play, which is, a lot of people seem to be talking about Power play and how to make it better and improve things. Well, one of the things they were talking about in the community news was James Vigel's stream where he raised over I think it was about twenty eight hundred almost at the end of the day. It was two thousand two hundred and eighty seven. Oh two thousand two hundred. I knew there was an eight in there somewhere. Yeah. No, I I didn't I didn't log into his stream until about the last
4: forty five minutes of it and he looked tired. Oh, he oh, so God. did. I,
0: I was worried about him.
4: Fair play, fair play to him doing it. But this is, you know, this is the benefit of kind of youth over experience. Because he was saying, "Oh, I'm going to make sure I get some sleep tonight because I'm starting a new job tomorrow." (laughs) I did like (laughs) that. (laughs) Who does a 24-hour stream the day before you start a new job? That's just—I don't have words for it. It's commendable, but you know,
5: probably that's not what parents would call it. Was was quite good. That's not what a what a parent would call it. A parent would call that um, irresponsible and and hold on. No, I'll have it. to ask the expert. <laughs> 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 Just stupid. So irresponsible and stupid. That's what she would call it. That's fair enough. And Riffid the to final. Chat. Be proud. Yeah. Oh but you know what to be honest you know he, he did a fantastic job. I checked in on him a number of times throughout and you know he kept it going absolutely brilliant. He, uh, he deserves all the kind of applause he, he got at the end and you know he raised a fantastic amount for charity. So James awesome job by the way. Awesome mm. job and well done to everybody that was there kind of prodding him every so often and supporting him and joining him in the stream just to make it Easier for him to get through. Brilliant job. And I know Crash joined the, the
1: stream. Uh, the the face, uh, the face plant into the Watsitz. That, that that was a highlight.
0: And I have to I'm gutted that I missed that live. I've seen the video on <laughs> Crash's site, but I, I missed it live, which I'm kind of upset about. But I think Crash was on the stream with him. I was on the stream with him. I know there's a bunch of other guys as well. He had somebody who's apparently been griefing him from New Zealand. And uh, James, this guy and I were all flying doing some uh, some bounty hunting missions and just had a blast. And it's like, see, I just wanted to prove to people that I'm not just a griefer and I am actually a nice guy. And I think he did that in in a, in a very good way because he was he was flying along. Get he had our backs all the way through the through the evening, which is really cool. And James had some some giveaways as well, including the Brian Blessed sound pack, um, <laughs> which. Landing I don't gear if, down! I, I don't know if we have anything we can play about that, Grant. Not at the current minute! <laughs> fair, 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 enough. <laughs> fair enough. But no, he had the the Brian Blessed sound pack, the uh, Norman Lovett one. I think he had the... He definitely had Astra. Um, and he had, so he had a whole lot of voice packs, plus some... Uh, oh, Fantastic Books vouchers and just a whole load of giveaways and things like that, which is really awesome. And I think it made for... geddon was a lot of fun at the end of the stream when James was just crashing and failing failing miserably. But I think it was an awesome fun... It was a good, funny, good fun weekend for me, watching him doing that. Um, going back into the newsletter, we do have the peak of the week, which was Elevate, which is one of the arena maps from Close Quarters Combat... Is it me or does that look awfully like one of the maps that was in a certain game that shall not be mentioned that is not getting a first person shooter mode?
1: I didn't think so. I thought it looked like something out of I War two, but I guess that's just me. No no, I was
0: I was
4: uh more impressed with the fact um spacelift. Because there were questions early on. when they were talking about the kinds of stations that would appear in Elite Dangerous, about whether there would be spacelifts in Elite Dangerous, and they kind of said, oh, we're not not sure, we're not sure. But actually, this is the first sight of a spacelift. So hopefully they'll make it into the real game. I would love to see that in the real game. That'd be so cool. It'd be really cool. I think if they, once they do planetary landings, it will be amazing if you can actually fly down the cable of a spacelift all the way to the surface. That
0: would be something for them to aim for. That would be incredible. Sorry, we're just talking about how many people are uh, Scottish in the in the on the stream tonight. <laughs> well, I, I'm still I'm still not Scottish, but um, you know, well, I think we've got three to one at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I love it, and I love the. I think the map could be a lot of fun, but we need to see what it's like when we can actually fly around it. Right, already covered that one, and then. You guys any any interest at all in the elite racing stuff?
1: Uh, I'm afraid that's not something we've actually touched on so far. It's a bit of a pity, really, because we feel like we're missing out on something there.
4: I've never taken part in it, but I've seen some of the uh, videos that the guys have previously produced. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure what happened once they introduced the whole kind of speeding thing around stations. I suppose people just, if they bump into anything, just kind of... You can turn off reporting
0: crimes. Oh, can you? Okay. If you you turn that off, you can still bump into people without reporting it.
4: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've not taken taken part in it, but I've enjoyed some of the videos I've done in the past, Um, and it's nice to see something that's a kind of... You know, it's always nice in any game to see content that's been created by people... You know, playing the game, um, and this is this is a way of playing the game that isn't specifically programmed for, but that you can do, and I think that's you know that's brilliant.
0: I mean, I know we've seen the racing in in that other game, but would you like to see racing coming into Elite as well, where you fly for your hoops and first person through it all wins, or just keep Who- it all for the community? <laughs>
4: I think hoops is a little bit tropey, um, but I would mm-hmm. like I would definitely like to see something that challenges pilot skill to complete things within a certain amount of time. I mean not just speed docking or, or whatever, but even like I don't know, if the game could support like like a like an orbit round a star below a certain altitude. Like how fast can you do that kind of thing? Or um even just a run between—I don't know. It just, it's its hard to kind of put your finger on. But it'd be really nice to see some some tests of piloting skill that don't necessarily revolve around combat that are actually supported within a game, you know, within the game system, and just allow you to play in different ways. First ones with think-
1: the asteroid belt and that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm not—I'm not convinced. I'd like to see Rings making a return. It would feel a little bit like 1995. If we're all yes. racing through rings in spaceships, um, but but something,
1: I reckon I, I reckon that that might be something that Frontier might consider for the the launch of the PlayStation version, because you know the Xbox gets the arena thing, the PlayStation version might need something a little you know to to pique people's interests, but that's just me speculating. Oh, I know we do
0: ha- we already have rings which you fly through to get your power ups in. Close Quarters Combat. Oh, really? Uh, so we, al- we already have them for that. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, did and I the- sound enthused? You, you did, yeah. Uh, and, but one of the things that I actually liked about that was that the rings are solid, so you very definitely can crash into them as well, which could be painful. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm Would sorry. Be- I, had a, I had enough of rings with the, the I War Two tutorials. It was the amount of times you went, oh right, you fly through the rings and deal with deal with the inertia, bang into the ring, start again. Oh dear. Oh, I mean, if you remember the was it the TIE fighter tutorial where
0: all it was yeah. was fly through a ring? Yeah, You are know, you in you're in a great big tunnel, weren't you?
5: <laughs> yeah, more and more and more and more rings, and you go right. It must be done mm-hmm. now. <laughs> It's another. hits <laughs> <laughs> it, it, his pyramid, mind you. If you think about it, what? Why did you? Do, why did anyone do the, the 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 rings? You know, it's quite straightforward. It's so that when you went to your medal box, you had one of those little middle holes. I mean, I say that you know achievements aren't for gamers, but they've been there for a long, long, long time, and we're all suckers for them, aren't we? The ones that we can't get, you just. You've just got to keep trying. It. It's enough to make you fly through four hundred thousand rings.
1: <sighs> oh no! That, that, that you should get a masochist award for that.
0: <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to. Is there anything else in the notes that is grabbing you guys? Otherwise, KS4. I want to. Otherwise, I want to talk about Chaos Reborn, which received Yay. a fairly major update this week. We, we should probably do you know miss- this. We should probably mention LaveCon at some point, but we'll do that at the end. Chaos Reborn,
4: yeah, Chaos Reborn has had a huge uh, single-player update this week. For those of you that don't know, um, Chaos Reborn is Julian Gollop's latest game, which was funded through Kickstarter, uh, and which Lave Radio have been following really since the Kickstarter kind of went live. and so Chaos Reborn has been uh, available on Steam in a kind of early access form for a few months now. Um, and this week we got the single-player RPG mode, or at least the, the sort of the beginnings of it. And I've been playing it, actually. I've been playing it today, and it's, it's really good. It's basically a nice kind of questing... It's like a wrapper around obviously the core mechanic of the game is still arena battles between Mm. wizards um but the rpg mode gives you an overworld to kind of explore around and there's like a fog of war that means you can't see where all the battles are and your score goes down the longer you spend on the overworld traveling so there's a there's an element of kind of traveling around carefully and then when you when you come across a wizard one of the things that's interesting about it is that when you tackle a wizard and go into their arena to fight them, you're given the option of paying a certain amount of gold to request a human ally. And this is a really interesting and intuitive way of of including co-op into the game, because there's an option from the menu. Instead of going in and questing, you can click a button that says make yourself available for co-op requests, and you basically sit and wait for someone to request... Help, And then you go in and it's like a co-op battle against an AI wizard. It'll be interesting to see how well that works long term. I mean, at the moment, I think there's quite a good sort of critical mass of players trying out the new features. But it does strike me as one of those things where you could click on wait for a human player. And if no one's said, you know, make myself, make me available for co-op, you could be there a while kind of thing. So, but it's interesting. I mean, they've not been, one of the things I like about the Chaos updates, they've not been afraid of completely changing the way things work, you know, in later updates.
1: Mm.
4: So, I mean, a lot of people's progress from the previous multiplayer mode has actually been reset. um, And there doesn't seem to be too much complaining about that. So, yeah, it'd be just interesting to see how this single-player mode develops. I'm personally really enjoying it. Makes a lot of sense now to kitting out your wizard with various different kinds of talismans and perks. Some of the game units have been rebalanced. And significantly, I know he'd, you know, kill us if we don't mention this, but obviously Alan Stroud, uh, who's, who's on this podcast regularly, um, has been working with Julian Gollop on the game, doing bits of writing for him and doing some kind of world-building stuff on scenes. And I believe this update contains some of alan's writing yay everyone cheer at that point so yeah it's a really great update other significant thing for those of you that haven't played chaos reborn yet um i'm trying to work out how i can see it because of course i already have the game um but in honor of the the update it's currently on sale on steam how do i find that store page there we go
5: yeah have you got the store page uh
4: yeah, so it's 25 percent off at the moment until the 13th of July so basically this week you can get it for £11.24 instead of fourteen ninety nine, and it's just a great it's just a great game um turn-based combat and very different to other kinds of turn-based combat games you will have played let's just let's just say that
0: <laughs> no I'm I played it a little bit last night and really enjoyed it It's it kind of struck me a bit like Final, Fan- Final Fantasy and things like that, where you work around the map as your sort of your floating head, and then you go into the dungeons and things like that, and that's where you actually do your battling, and then you come back out of the world. And
4: but, yeah, i, mean, I really the, enjoyed yeah, it. It, yeah, the overworld is a kind of representative, almost like a almost like a board game board, rather than it trying to be a kind of free roaming landscape. You know, it's not like a it's not like a World of Warcraft landscape or anything like that. It is a representative map that
0: you kind of move your wizard around. But yeah. Sorry, I've just watched the diamond back come about 10 centimetres away from crashing into the Ring of Life Station. Which is a bit distracting, because it was right in front of my nose. Um, one of the things that we need to also mention, who is coming to LaveCon as well as Uncle Art... And it's their last few days of their Kickstarter, where they're actually doing their countdown, I believe, at LaveCon, aren't they? Yes, although I think it
4: finishes at something like 8pm in the evening. Um, uh, it's eight, and the Sunday. Something like that. So I don't know if we'll be packed up by the time it actually finishes. We um, probably I can't will, remember. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh. yeah, I'm one of um, and Dave's uh, daughter. It's not Holly, is it? No, it's, Lucy. it's uh, Lucy. Lucy, that's the word I was looking for. Um, so she's coming, and uh, yeah, she'll be there, and it'll be yeah, it be really nice to meet. Uh, Who's Holly then? See, that rings a bell too. He's got two daughters. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. Okay. I, I should that. say at least two daughters. I don't know if he's got any more anywhere else. But there's certainly I think he Holly. He does. I
5: think he's got a third. Because did the third not do the the special behind the scenes video as well? So I think the yeah, I think
0: he's got quite a few daughters. Well a life was spent. Okay. But one thing that apparently is, is added quite recently is the option for a digital download including the bonus tracks. So you can, obviously, if you want to, you can go and jaunty opt to include all that. Which, how are they doing on the over the line at the moment? Do we know?
5: Give me two seconds. I shall just run in and do a quick check. Okie dokie. Was, I was interdicted there, so I was... I was uh, oh, sorry. This is the sort of thing that could uh, could have gone in the show notes.
0: <laughs> this was but uh the only re- well not the only reason I'm mentioning it he cause he is because he's he's coming into laifcon teasing, uh, teasing you you could have put it in two <laughs> yeah.
4: i like to just fill the show notes with rude comments uh <laughs> yes
0: bottoms <laughs> yeah so we're about um, yeah' sort of roughly
4: two thirds of the way to their target um yeah, and apparently sorry
5: they're, they're, they're no, what nine thousand pounds away from the target so the 20 20- yeah. Almost twenty-four
4: thousand raised, and thirty-three is their target. I mean, they have said that they're doing better at this stage than they were comparatively at this point in the last Kickstarter, um, and the last Kickstarter l- was within like five percent of its target. So they are, you know, they are really close to to getting this done. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, Lavecon can give it a bit of a push across the line. Oh,
0: fingers crossed! aye that would be nice.
5: Have we um have we mentioned the
4: community spotlight but yeah <laughs> Sorry what was this
0: <laughs> I think it was, it was some fuck or other wasn't it I don't know <laughs> uh, no idea probably probably someone who's just overly inflated ego
4: But we had see I don't know I don't know what we can say about the the uncle art thing at Lavecon because I've seen an email <laughs> about them coming to, to LaveCon and bringing stuff with them, but I don't know how official that is. I don't know whether that's actually happening or whether it's just a suggestion. <laughs> I'm sure
0: Ed will be understanding exactly where you're coming from at the moment.
4: Yeah, no, 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 totally. Uh, I mean, we had a, we had an email from them saying that they were going to bring their actual Amiga and their actual copy of Frontier Elite 2, so they'll be there not only promoting the Kickstarter, but with Frontier playable on classic hardware.
0: So hopefully that happens. That'd be kind of cool. Right, I'm just looking at questions from Twitter. Most of them are already been covered because they were aimed at Ed and Zach, but maybe you can translate this because I don't quite understand what he's on about, but any hint for the UA Discovery collaboration?
4: Uh, Unknown Artifacts. Ah, okay. Unknown Uh, artifact. So I don't know what the latest is on the Unknown artifact. I know there was a... A box with um, weird alien
0: voices coming out of it. But I don't think anyone managed to translate it, did they?
1: No, it was one of those things that was just left. I think everybody went, Well, we've tried everything we can think of. Let's just see what they do next.
4: Oh, I think they were hope- I think this tweet was hoping that Edward Lewis, while he was on the show, might give people a point in the right direction. Which I think, it's to be fair, I know we didn't read this question out while Ed was on the air, but he pretty much wouldn't have done, would he?
0: He wouldn't have done, and I think it was actually probably asked after he left as well. Because it's only no. posted about an hour ago. Maybe. Uh, I've not seen anything on Facebook apart from Martin's one. No, still nothing new on Facebook, so I think we're going to go into shout outs of the commanders. Right. In Actually, Jarvis, do you want to do the guys outside leave on the PC? I can do the ones in game. Let me just check I've got everybody scanned
4: because people have been coming and going. It's in. It's in the show notes. Alrighty, uh, so in-game we've been um, joined by Azeron, Dissington, E-Pilot 007, Javert, Nicolteen, Sureth, Paws, Kianus, Icefire, and Pyra B.
0: And the Grand one, Solo has just shown up as well, but I haven't so, added him yet.
4: Other one you're currently ty- typing, Grand yes. Solo.
0: Does that include the person who left a little while ago? It's included everybody who I've seen, which might not include everybody, I'm afraid. Excellent. Okay. Um, and also, it sounds like somebody's been oh, bumping into people in the X-Pot. Pardon? Commander Bapster. Okay. Grant, was it you or was it Colin who bumped into Sassy or Aura 8912? That would be me,
5: outside life live station. Hello, Sassy. I don't know if they listened to the show. I did try and get them to tune in, because I don't think, you know, the poor x uh users have had their luxury of listening to us,
0: and our ultimate wisdom somebody's ultimate wisdom anyway, right so in case we haven't mentioned it once or twice, we've got Leifcon happening on the eleventh and twelfth at the Sedgebrook Hall Hotel in Northamptonshire that's this weekend, folks. there are still bronze tickets left which you can pick up on the night, and as I recall, Karen is doing silver tickets which include access to all the the main the main show. All the other rooms, I think there's LAN in there as well, but you'll have to check. I think it also includes a buffet dinner as well. And I think they're available up until Thursday. Right, well, that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us at info at We're on Facebook on slash Radio. We're at Radio on Twitter. You can join in the Skype chat by adding Fozzer 101 to your Skype contacts. And you can also join our TeamSpeak server where the commanders all hang out on laveradio.teamspeak3.com. Thanks a lot to Grant, to Colin, to Jarvis, to Ed, to Zach. Fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Laveradio its even
1: louder than me. Wait a minute, that oh, can't be right.
4: aí